You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne Marie Cross. Hi everyone, you're listening to the Ask the Expert podcast. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. Joining me on today's show is Chinmay Ananda. And over the past five years, Chinmay has trained and consulted 600 business owners and non-financial managers in corporate government and family businesses to help them feel empowered to make profitable decisions based on facts and not mere assumptions. Increasing financial literacy is at the cornerstone of what he does. And Chinmay is known for the research on hundreds of failed businesses and he's discovered two common finance mistakes made in business which he's presented to the Australian Taxation Office, Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, Business Schools and various industry associations and councils. And on today's show, Chinmay is going to share it is all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. Also is going to help us demystify our financials as well as explain why it is really so important, especially if we want to make right decisions in our business. And one common finance mistake you may be making in your business, which could jeopardize the success and even viability of your business. So welcome to the show, Chinmay. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. Look, it is a pleasure. It's all about the numbers, you say. It's all about the numbers. Share more about why it's all about the numbers. Anne-Marie. We scheduled our podcast a few weeks back. And how did we go about deciding? It is by looking at the date. It Mm -hmm. is by looking at the time, which is numbers. Few weeks back, we had the federal election happening in Australia. How did we go about electing the government? It was based on number of votes, number of seats. Now, earlier this week, the Australian government said we are going to have census night which means they were trying to find out number of people, the population, so that they can make effective decisions. How about Olympics? Now we have Olympics happening. How do you know someone is going to win gold or silver or bronze, depending on how fast they run, which at the back is all about numbers. Mm. What I'm trying to say is almost all decisions we make in our life is directly or indirectly related to numbers. But my concern, is when it comes to business, unfortunately, most of the business owners, they shy away from numbers for various reasons and they end up making decisions based on assumption. That is why I say business is all about numbers. Mm. And when we think about it, the fact that numbers come up for us in just our typical day-to-day life and even in our business, that's maybe not associated with finance. we're quite familiar with those. We're not scared of those. They don't confuse us. Yet, uh, for some reason, when we do look at our financials uh, in our business, for many of us, it can be confusing. So let's help demystify our financials and the importance behind knowing what our financials is telling us because then we can make the right decisions. Yes? That is correct. The first thing or one of the frequently asked question is people go, Chinmay, there are so many numbers. How can I understand everything? I tell them business is simple, it is easy and it is fun because there are only two rules in business. Rule number one, 
always make more money than you spend. Rule number two, never forget rule one. <laughs> and Marie, to know whether a business is making more money than it is spending, we have to know numbers. And numbers will be on financial reports, which many people think it is very complicated and they think it is very dry and beyond their scope of understanding. This is the first misconception that I would like to break simply because there are only four things that can happen when it comes to finance in business. Only four things. The four things are money comes in, money goes out, money is supposed to come in, money is supposed to go out. Nothing can happen in any business outside these four financial transactions. Just imagine if you are on top of these four financial transactions, it is pretty much knowing the pulse of your business and the decision that you will be making will be based on facts and not on assumption or gut feeling. Now you might have heard people saying that, oh, you know what, I made this decision based on gut feeling and I really like to make decision based on gut feeling. I asked them, do you know what gut is full of? So rather than making decisions based on gut feeling or common sense that is not very common, why can't we look at numbers and make decisions based on facts? It's so true because I'd imagine as you're speaking there about, you know, money coming in and then money going out, how many business owners, and if they're asking, answering very honestly, many of them are behind in their invoicing. They may have outstanding debt, you know, being paid for by their, by their debtors. And, and it really is difficult to make a clear decision on whether to purchase something or not within your business if you're not clear on what money's come in and, and what other money needs to go out. Exactly. In fact, I just remembered I had attended Small Business Victoria Festival uh, launch few weeks back mm -hmm. and one of the main directors, she represents small businesses and uh, she listens to all the concern and she is the voice for all the small businesses in Canberra and she gave a statistics that was pretty shocking. She said $26 billion is outstanding for small businesses, which is owed by medium to large businesses. In other words, medium to large businesses are treating small businesses as banks. Just imagine $26 billion is something small businesses is waiting. My question is, why did you give so much of credit term in the first place? Mm-hmm. That and again, it all boils down to finance mismanagement, uh, not uh, looking at their numbers. And as you rightly said, I know they're behind their invoicing date and so on and so forth. And I think it may be because, as you said, people have a misconception that the financials are just so confusing. But breaking them down into, okay, what have you invoiced out? What are the, you know, what money has come in? What money do you need to pay out to your creditors and to your suppliers? And keeping a track of those really and just monitoring them so that you are on top of it really, as you say, that is not rocket science. It, once you've got that set up, it can be something that's very easily monitored and maintained. Yes, that is absolutely correct. However, still many people, they think uh, finance is something my accountant or my bookkeeper or my CFO or my finance department should be bothered about. And Mary, let me give you, let me explain business finance by comparing it with a sport. Let us say football, because some of them play football or some of them know what we are talking about. Football is something that people know. So the aim of the game in football is to score more goals. So imagine you are one of the player and whenever you kick the ball and whenever you score, 
there will be someone outside the field who will be keeping the time and who will be keeping the score and they are called scorekeepers am mm. i right yes now in business whenever a financial transaction happens as i told you before there are only four types of financial transaction that can happen which is money comes in money goes out money supposed to come in money supposed to go out whenever one of the four financial transaction happens it has to be recorded and most of the time that person would be a bookkeeper in football you have a scorekeeper in business you have a bookkeeper now just imagine if the scorekeeper in football is not scoring properly do you know whether you're winning or losing same thing in business if the bookkeeper or someone who is responsible to track all the financial transaction if he or she is not tracking it how would you know whether you're making profit in your business or not now the next stage the next step is where the referee comes into picture and what is the role of the referee in football to make sure the players are abiding by the rules and they're playing a fair game this role is pretty much played by an accountant in business accountant again there is a word in accountant count they count the numbers and they make sure the business owner is abiding all the rules all the compliance is taken care it might be from the ato or from other government bodies so they make sure you are abiding and complying by the rules now and mary can a referee kick the ball on your behalf i don't so think so <laughs> so in business why is that we are over dependent on accountants when it comes to making finance decision and this is one of the things most people don't understand or they get confused they think finance and accounting are same but finance starts when accounting ends now let us go back to the game of football let us imagine you are one of the player and at the back of your mind you know what time it is and how many goals you have already scored depending on that you will decide either to take a long kick or pass it to someone next to you and the decision that you made is based on the numbers that is at the back of your mind in business whenever someone makes a decision my question is are they referring to the scoreboard or are they just busy kicking the ball and running around the field hoping and praying that it is going to bring in some profit now hope is a good thing to have but hope is not a good strategy to run a business so that is why i tell finance starts when accounting ends so important when and when we hear it being explained in that way it makes so much sense and we need to to start to be, you know familiarize ourselves so that we can make the right decisions there is strategy behind it and as you said we're not running around hoping that uh, there's going to be enough profit and that the, that the decisions that we're making are going to be good strong solid for our business's growth. Chin may you talk about two common mistakes. You're going to share one today. What is that one common mistake that we can be making in our business which could jeopardize success or even viability of our business? The first common mistake I'll definitely share it with you. Some of them might feel oh it is filled with bit of jargon and I usually call the 
common finance mistakes as pregnant sentences because there is a lot of potential behind it. Mm. However, the first common finance mistake that I found out was people are selling their product or service for less than their cost of liabilities. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand it is filled with a bit of jargon and terminology. Usually, it's a half-day seminar that I conduct. Yeah. But again, as I emphasize on having fun and demystifying numbers, let me ask you this, um, or let me create a bit of a scenario here, Anne-Marie. Let us imagine, now I became a bit lucky today and I found $100 lying on the ground. I picked it up and I put it in my pocket. So $100 did not cost me anything. Now, for some reason, you need $100 and you approach me. And you say, Chinmay, I need $100. Can I borrow it from you? I will pay 10% interest. I know if I keep the $100 in my pocket, even after one year, it is still going to be $100. On the other hand, if I decide to give you, lend you $100 at the rate of 10% per year, I'll be having $110 at the end of the year, provided you pay and I collect. Now, let us imagine, Anne-Marie, you have a friend. Let us call him Joe. Now, Joe needs $100 and Joe approaches you and makes an offer. Joe says, Anne-Marie, I need $100. Can I borrow it from you? I will pay you 5% interest for an year. Do you think or would you lend that $100 that you have borrowed from me for 10%? You would say no. The reason is you would be selling it at a loss. Mm. Now, if Joe again comes back and this time he offers to pay you 10% and you have borrowed from me for 10%, would you be again willing to give that $100? Again, you will say no, simply Mm. because you're not running a charity. You're not making any profit. That's right. You might consider to lend that $100 if Joe offers to pay anywhere above 15 to 20% because you'd be making a profit. Mm -hmm. It was so surprising and shocking when I found out most of the Australian businesses or business owners, they are giving away $100 for less than 10%. Now, some of them immediately ask, Chinmay, how, how can they be so stupid? It is not about stupidity, it is about ignorance. Mm. Because people in the first place, they have ignored numbers and they think, oh, I, I think I have just borrowed $50 or $70. I don't think it is costing me 10%. So based on all this assumption, they go around busy kicking the ball and running all over the field. And end of the financial year, when they sit with their accountant and they go, why is that I have to pay so much tax? Why is that we have not made so much profit? Or why is that we have made so much profit and don't have the money? So the first common mistake is people are selling their product or service for less than their cost of liabilities. Mm. I remember many years ago before I started my own business, I was working for a company who manufactured uh, shade cloth um, gazebos and so forth. And one of my roles was to do a, a costing on how much it would cost, it costs us to create, to fabricate, to manufacture that shade cloth uh, structure. And I went right through the process. There was a number of different key steps and, and you know, individual products and ties and all sorts of different things. And when I finally costed it out, exactly what you were just saying the manager had um, charged out 
at less than what it was costing us to actually manufacture and it wasn't till we went step by step how long does it take to do this how much material are we using what are the components all of that that we realized we need to put our prices up um, so I can absolutely confirm that it is vital to be able to know that you are selling your your wares at a profit otherwise you'll certainly be eating into your profitability look this is a fantastic Jimay it really does confirm the importance that we need to know our numbers we need to demystify it so that we can ensure that we are selling our products and services at a profit and is certainly going to support us in building a profitable successful business you've only touched on the surface you're going to go into a much deeper level at an upcoming business marketplace summit and your workshop I believe is called know your numbers yes yes that is correct so if you want to take your business to the next level I highly recommend you come to the business marketplace summit the summit is on Wednesday October the 12th at the Melbourne showgrounds an exciting lineup of guest speakers and workshops are going to be run on the day to help you grow your business two world-class keynote speakers Eric Bailey motivational speaker and success coach and Sam Cawthorn CEO of Speakers Institute, who will help us master our communication for influence. The four powerful workshops are going to be based around the four bank principles, breakthrough offer, armchair strategy, negotiation skill, and community market. And of course, Chinmay is going to be one of those powerful workshop speakers. There's going to be over 120 stallholders with specialist products and services. So please go and find out more and secure your ticket. All you need to do is go to bit.ly forward slash bank summit bit.ly forward slash bank summit or click on the show notes and the link is there you've been listening to ask the expert podcast are you an expert with a message to share with other ambitious entrepreneurs to be considered for one of our featured guest spots on an upcoming expert podcast series go to ask the expert podcast.com